up everybody welcome back to my podcast today we are i'm going to be reviewing um a book series that i just started reading and i think it's literally amazing you should literally i keep using that word it's probably i think that was my favorite word lately um this book series is very good it is um, my first cozy mystery series. If you do not know, cozy mysteries is just a subgenre in mystery and thriller, like that genre. And so, cozy mysteries is just a subgenre, and I can't speak today. But um, they, th- this book series is so good. So I wanted to share them with share them with you. Um, I actually finished the first two. I'm on the third right now. Um, I'm literally on like two pages in because I finished the second one yesterday. Um, but this series is so good. I've said this a million times. But Murder by the Book. It's a beyond the page bookstore mystery. Um, it's by Lauren Elliott. I believe this is her first murder like, basically, murder mystery series. This is her first series that she's ever written. Looks It looks to be that way. Um, I've Because I've never really heard of her before, um, before I got the, these books. Um, but I just wanted to talk because I did, um, I believe, in January, maybe February. I think it was closer to Valentine's Day because... Um, it was like romance books, and I feel like I wanted it to be closer to February, February fourteenth, because that's Valentine's Day. But I'm not exactly sure. Um, but I did review six. I think it was six of some of my favorite mysteries, not mysteries, romances that I've ever read. Um, and I really enjoyed doing that one. I loved talking about each book. Um, so that one's probably one of my favorites. That one will be going, that episode, and many more of the old ones, will be going up on my second podcast, more of the chat with Caden, um, and you can find that on Anchor, Spotify, um, I think Google Podcasts, um, I'm not sure about Apple Podcasts yet, but I'm very sure that you can find it. There, there's, there isn't, I haven't really put anything up on there yet. Just, you know, maybe the intro to the um, podcast. But other than that, um, we're going... That is what that is. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about a few things today. Um, Reviewing these books is the number one thing. Also, I just want to note a little disclaimer. Maybe No, it's just a little note. If you can hear things, um, I... Don't I've I'm lazy today. I'm tired. Um, I my back hurts for some reason, and um, I did not feel like taking out my mic. So we are doing it old school. So I so I I believe this way is a lot is really good. I can when I when I listen to myself do record this way, um, it sounds. But it sounds good. Like, I can hear myself clearly. It's not all muffled. It might be a little muffled. Like, the parts where I, like, um, don't talk and stuff. But I'm sorry about that. Um, and if you can also hear, like, pounding, um, a few houses down. Um, a house is being built. So, sorry about that. But I'm, you're just gonna have to live with it. Um, I can't do anything about it. So, sorry about that. Um, I just, 
so yeah um i don't really know what else we're going to talk about in this, in this episode other than these books um but yeah i think i'm going to go in more depth um we might do a little book reading i okay so um <laughs> if you don't want to hear um, if you don't want me to spoil it, then stop listening after a certain period of time, um, cause I'm gonna start talking and then I'm gonna start talking about the book because, um, I need someone to talk to about it and you guys are basically it, so, um, you guys can't talk, like, talk back, you know, like, can't answer my questions or can't answer me, but still, it's fine, I just need someone to talk to about this, and, um, yeah, that's basically it. So, let's just jump right in to this episode. Okay, so the first book in this series of Beyond the Page books are mysteries. Uh, it's a mystery, anyway. Um, the first one's called Murder by the Book. Um, it is with Addison Graveborn. So, this book is so good. Um, I had gotten this book for my birthday, Murder by the Book. Um, I had wanted it for Christmas, I didn't really get it, and then I got it for my birthday, because my birthday's a week and a half, almost two weeks after Christmas, so, um, I, my, I ended up getting it for my birthday. Anyway, um, I read it, I started reading it in, around my birthday, but I just never really got into it, and then this summer, um, I started to read again, which I am. Um, I have to read a lot of books after these. <laughs> um, Little Women including, so I have to read that. But, anyway. Um, so I started reading this one again. I started, I think, on July 4th, started reading. And then I stopped, and I was like, yeah, I'll start reading another day. And then I started again, um, like, it's now, like, five days ago. But, um, I started reading again reading it again and I ended up finishing it in that day and I was literally only on chapter five and I, in there there's 38 chapters so I literally read all that in one day only a few it, like I think I started reading maybe probably like t 10 o'clock in the morning and then I ended probably like maybe one two, maybe three three in the afternoon something like that I don't know but it's I maybe a little earlier but I it was so good I loved it I literally recommend this book series to anyone I'll link it down below link it in the um, little description so you can check it out if you want to so basically Addison Grayborn, Addie Grayborn, loved working with rare books at the Boston Public Library. She even got to play detective, tracking down clues about mysterious old volumes. But she didn't expect her sleuthing skills to come in so handy in a little seaside town. Addie left some painful, painful memories behind in the big city, including the unsolved murder of her fiancé and her father's fatal car accident. After an unexpected inheritance from a great aunt, she moved to a small New England town founded by her ancestors back in the colonial times, and living in spacious Greyborn Manor on a hilltop overlooking the harbor. Best of all, her aunt also left her, her countless first editions and other treasures, providing an inventory to start her own store. But there's trouble from day one, and not just from the grumpy woman who runs the bakery next door. A car nearly runs Addie down, 
Someone steals a copy of Alice in Wonderland. Then, Addie's friend Serena, who owns a nearby tea shop, is arrested for killing another local merchant. The police seem pretty sure they've got the story in hand, but Addie's not going to let them close the book on this case without a fight. So, Addison Greenborn, she used to live in Boston. Um, yeah, so if you, I don't know how long this is, but if you don't want to hear past this part, because I'm going to start talking about the book, and you want to be surprised and stuff like that, then I stop reading, stop listening right now, because I'm, because I don't, I've already ruined this book for my grandma, because uh, last week I was at her house, because my house is being painted, so I ruined this book for my grandma, and she, she could have read it, but you know, I kind of ruined this one, I kind of ruined the last one for her, um, but, so if you, so if you don't want to hear about, like, who was murdered and all this stuff, actually, you know, it, yeah, who was murdered and all this stuff, and who ends up being the killer in the end, okay, then stop right now, because I'm gonna, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna, I'm gonna continue talking, and yeah, I'm gonna give you, like, three seconds, I'm gonna count down, <laughs> three, two, one, okay, I'm gonna start, <laughs> um, so basically, Addison Grayborn, she goes by Addie, she moved to this town, it's a New England seaside town, um, it's, like, she used to live in Boston, so now she's living in Greyborne Harbor. Greyborne Harbor is named after her great-great-great-great-something grandfather, um, who had founded the town. It's this whole thing, it goes in depth in the second story, second book, which I loved that one as well. Very interesting, but she moves in, and she has this new store, um, it's called Beyond the Page Curios, Curios and Antiques, I believe. Um, oh, Books and Curios. Beyond the Page Books and Curios. Yes. So, she's like, this is her first, this is something her of her own. She spent so long, she spent like the last three weeks or something like that, three months, maybe longer, trying, fixing up that shop. Oh, I'm sorry. And she's new in town, too, so she's moved into her great-aunt's um, house. And she never knew she had a great-aunt. She never knew anything about her. She was surprised when she even got it. And what's surprising is, is that two, three weeks prior, her dad had passed away in a fatal car accident. And then maybe six months before that, her fiancé had been had been murdered in their house, in their in their apartment. So she's, like, she lost her dad. She lost her great aunt, which she didn't really know, but she could have known. And then she lost her fiancé, which she, like, she was going to be married to him. So she lost all those people, and it's very sad. But the funny thing is, is that her aunt, even though she never knew her, supposedly, she never knew her, um, she left her all of her money, um, her house, her whole book collection up in her attic, and there's some good stuff in there for Addie, and Addie ends up turning, Addie ends up, you know, renting this little, it's like this vacant little shop, and she ends up making Beyond the Page Books and Curios, which I think is so cool, um, so yeah, um, and she's looking up, she looks up at her, 
she's like looking at her building she's so proud of herself for what she has done and then she like teeters over the curb and she falls and as she's like trying to get up she sees a black sedan a black yeah i believe it's a black sedan um start um it's a it's a car just going just like driving at her faster and like are you kidding me so she like freak she's she's like really she's nervous now so she's like trying to get up as fast as she can and then she's then like she's like really nervous after that obviously it's like her adrenaline kicking because she's literally about to be run over and then she's like oh like okay you could slow down it's a black heart honda and um she walks in and she's just like describing her um her shop and then we meet the plump old woman that lives that that works next door she owns the bakery um her name is martha martha stinger stringer maybe a martha stringer and um she hates addie's guts she literally hates her she doesn't like something something's going on where martha just hates her guts immediately she doesn't even know she doesn't even know addie and charity hates her guts um so that's interesting we'll probably find out more in the second book but she's like oh, okay whatever and then and then serena owner of serena t which is her net and other neighbor um comes over and is like you know like don't worry about her like she's always she's she's just grumpy like it's fine so then they become friends and addie like addie's like all of her, like she i uh, she moved to this town she's new and she doesn't really know that much um about this town she doesn't really know that a lot about that her family her family had um founded this town she didn't even know this town existed until like three months ago so she didn't even know that much um so she's talking to serena and she made new friends she's now friends with serena and um serena is this like she's two years three years younger than addie addie's 30 like mm, early 30s um she she's probably like five maybe four years young, older than serena serena's like 27 um and she's has a new friend serena's very nice she is she has bright red hair and um she owns serena tea which i it's i think that's nice tea and addie and serena are totally opposites um so, Addie cannot go without coffee. She loves it. That's one of my favorite things about Addie is that she has like a little coffee, like it's like a Keurig. She has a little Keurig in her in her shop so people can just come in, sit and read and have a nice cup of coffee. And that's one of my favorite parts because it has it plays a big role in the next in like this whole story and the next one and the next one because there is um we're we're, we're kind of witnessing a love we're kind of witnessing love. Serena tries to get her brother, which is the chief of police, Chief Mark Chandler and Addie together. Um, and they're basically thrown together from the beginning. Um, Addie's house is broken into, literally from the, from the get-go. From the get-go, it's like, it's, it's literally, it's break, it's broken into multiple times. 
um, from the beginning. And um, they're obviously looking for something, but she doesn't know what. And Mark comes, and he's, you know, this very cold. He's very aloof. And she's just, she notices, like, who he, she realizes who he is. And then puts she puts two and two together. Oh, you're, you're like, yeah. And she he knows who Eddie is because of Serena and stuff like that. But, um, she doesn't have alarm system. So we find, I'm not, we're gonna go, cause that's a little later in the book, but she doesn't have an alarm system. All she has is a fire alarm. So that also plays big in the next, in a little earlier, later in the story, because she's cooking dinner and her fire alarms, her fire alarms has to go off and then the police come and the firefighters come and she doesn't have an alarm. So her, the fire alarm just automatically goes to the, um, automatically goes to the fire department which is a little sus to me a little suspicious that's what my brother says sometimes we were i don't know what we we're talking about but he goes that's a little sus and i'm like yeah sus anyway <laughs> um 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 but there's a few break there's some break-ins and um there's a break in the very beginning there's a break-in at eddie's shop um, someone tries breaking in to the back and Martha is nice enough and she's like, I, like she threw all the trash at the guy and, um, the guy was trying to break in the, through the back and she realizes that the car that was trying to run her over was a diversion to make her, you know, not go to her, in her shop and not do, like, do anything. So, she realizes that that's a diversion and she kind of was already putting her sleuthing skills to work so there's already mystery at the very beginning which I am very intrigued by um and then we get to know a lot of we get to know Addie's house um and this guy his name is Ray Raymond James he is the realtor he's like says he he seems nice he's like he was his mother he's he was his her grand great aunt's, um, um, oh, sorry, her, her great aunt's lawyer, and so she's, he's also the realtor, and he, like, we get a little flashback, and Addie's kind of telling, like, what, ha like, what had happened, like, when she first moved there, basically, how Raymond had given her the keys and stuff, and that plays a big, that also, Raymond, James also plays a big role later on, but we'll get to that. Um, so, she's just, you know, just doing her thing. And next thing you know, she falls asleep on her couch. And she, as she wakes up, she hears people, she hears someone walking around. And she's like, like what is going on? So she quickly, she calls 911. And, um, Mark comes, Mark comes, and, um, very interesting, um, she, um, I don't know, wait, has she even known Mark yet? I'm trying to think, I'm sorry, um, because I can't remember if she's, because the way I remember it, she's like, oh, Mark? I'm not exactly sure, I don't remember. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, so, I'm just thinking here. I'm sorry if you can hear that again, as I had said. Um, I have construction going on around my house, so, because there are houses being built, so, sorry. Um, but she calls him one, and there's Mark. I don't remember if she, Mark, if she, um, if she, yeah, she dialed 911. She didn't call Mark. So Mark ends up giving her his number at the end, and then he's like, he's like, oh, here's my number if, if, if you need anything else. And she's like, right, okay. And you can tell from the beginning that there's some little chemistry there, but I, I really like Mark. Um, and so he's, she's basically telling her, tell, she's basically telling him what happened. She fell on the sofa, she falls asleep on the sofa, she's, like, she heard someone, like, in the house, and, um, someone broke in through the back, I believe, and, um, she, he, she kind of, Mark tells her that, I don't really think it's, like, I don't think it's safe for you to stay here tonight, maybe someone can, someone come over, and then Serena, Mark's sister, obviously, she's now friends with Addie, comes over and ends up staying with her so she can feel safe. I love that. Um, and, um, and they doesn't have a security system, and so that's a little suspicious, and he even tells her, and he's like, since the house is a big size, I'd suggest you make sure that your security system is turned on when you're in the house. And she's like, oh, sorry. And she's like, she's like, I don't think there is one. He got, he shook it. He's like, oh, and he started writing it down. And it's like, it's not her fault. Like, it's not her fault that, um, this happened. And she's, um, it's, it, it's funny. So she's like, Chief Mark Chandler. And he, I didn't know you were the chief of police. Your name tag says Lieutenant. And he's like, yeah, I need to get it changed. And she's, she's like, oh, oh, this, yeah, this is the part. He says, if you think of anything else, just call the dispatcher or, and then it's like, dot, 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 maybe my cell number? And then he, it says, a, fl a flush swept across his cheeks. She looked the card over and smiled up at him. Thank you. I'll remember that. Um, and he doesn't seem like the type of person who'll, who will tell, like, who will talk about his feelings or say, or, like, he'll, he seems like a very low person. Like, he's very close-minded, I feel like. So, um, I, so there's just a lot of stuff. So Mark called Serena and told her he sh she should come over and stay with Addie for the night because he's worried about her. And she's like, oh yeah, like, he's like, yeah, she, he's worried about me. Does she think, like, I'm, I'm an idiot? Like, and, but that's not the case. Um, and it's very cute. She ends up, um, trying to think. So... She thinks someone's trying to run her out of town because it happened at a shop, and she, like, this is literally her town. It's her town. She's basically the founder now. Um, her great, 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 whatever, great something, grandfather, um, founded the town. So, she's, this is her legacy. This is her town. Um, so, someone's trying to run her out of her own town. No. Um, and she's trying to figure it out, and then she figures, she finds out later on that Blaine Fielding, um, owner of Fielding's department store, grocery store, whatever, I don't know, 
market, um, tried to start is starting a petition to devoke or who to revoke her business license because they don't think that she's where she's not she shouldn't be here, and that's interesting, and. Um, I feel like I'm missing something, but that's fine. This is going to be a little longer. This is already 19 minutes. Um, but basically, Blaine Fielding's been mur murdered, and Serena has been arrested for the killing of Blaine Fielding, which that is not the case. Addie doesn't believe that. So she and Mark are teaming up to figure out who is the actual killer, and Mark says that he's staying out this. He's trying, because he knows that, like, he has to stay out of this. He's the chief of police. He cannot interfere with his sister's, or he can't do this. But Addie knows that she could not have done it. There's no way. Blaine is too tall for Addie's size. So she would, if he got knocked on the temple with a book and that was all bloody and all this stuff, well, then, um, how, how, she would have had to stood in a chair. And that kind of makes Addie think. Like, Addie's like, there's no way. Addie is literally half Blaine's size. There's no way she could have murdered Blaine. There's no way. It had to be in someone else. It would have had to been someone else. Well, that gets Mark thinking. So, I th they go back to the crime scene. And they're there looking and, and like... Like, if they're talking it out, and she says, Blaine would have, if he, if he was sitting, if, if Blaine was there and Serena was there, she would have had, he would have had to come all the way around his desk, and then she would have killed him. There's, like, no, he would if, like, it doesn't make sense where, where it is. And Mark's, you know, saying the same thing, too. And then Andrew Fielding comes in. Andrew is Blaine, literally, is literally Blaine's twin. Literally, but he's Blaine's son. Same height, literally, like, a younger version of Blaine. And he's there, and he's, like, just being nasty to Mark and Addie. Just nasty. Being like, oh, like, oh, I thought this was a closed crime scene. I, I'm sorry. Oh, because, um, because Mark, because Blaine's assistant, like, Blaine's assistant's stuff was already cleared out of the out of the crime scene and Andrew was like oh I'm sorry I didn't know this was still a crime scene and he goes it's still under investigation and and like because she, he was saying oh I thought my father's I thought my father's murderer was already in custody or in jail and he and she was like we have we have like I don't remember what it said specifically but he was like well we have a person of interest yes but there can still be more ways. It's not just that one person. He goes, he crosses his arms. He's like, well, oh, I'm sorry, chief. Um, was it your sister that was arrested for murdering my father? And like, I, I would have been like, oh no, I would have slapped him right across the face. Like, no, like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me, Andrew? Like, no, like he's just trying. No, I don't like him. I, and he's like, this is, like, get out. This is, he literally, Aunt Mark's like, get out. This is a crime scene. We're still under an investigation. This is a crime scene. Get out. And Andrew finally listens, and he turns and walks away. And then Addie's, like, looking at the books and notices that there's a few that don't make sense. And, um, 
she's talking about them because she was a researcher at um the Boston Boston the Boston Public Library. So she she researched rare books and stuff like that. She has an eye for this. So she's looking and she real she notices like um um a a weird pattern in the oak um in the oak um it's like a bookshelf so she touches it and a room opens and it's this whole room full of antiques and i don't know if it's antiques but um that's how it looks like it's spelled antiques and rare books and curios and all these rare stuff like worth a lot of money and they find it and they also find a room a room off of off of the a hallway off of that room that has blood footsteps and like Addie notices all this and Mark is finally Mark is like Mark is like like good job like good job like I'm not gonna say good job again because that'd be doom but doom doom um but yeah so that's the beginning Blaine has been murdered Serena is I you know I think I'm gonna stop there because then you guys can see what happens next because I'm not going to tell you what exactly happens at all. But what I'm telling you is, is that the, the murderer is literally, um, very interesting. I thought it was someone else the whole time. Thought it was someone else. I think I thought it was Andrew the whole time. And technically Andrew had a big part in the part in the whole thing, but you'll kind of see at the end. It's a very interesting, very interesting I did not see it coming. Nope. I did not see that murder coming. So, yeah. So, there's two other, there's three other books in the series. Prologue to Murder, um, Murder in the First Edition, and then there's Proof of Murder, and then there's one more, I believe, that's coming out, that's coming out in October, which I plan to be getting, um, so... Yeah, but it's a really good book series. I, I'm telling you that this is literally a book. These are, you should really read this. I'm, 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 really, I'm, I don't like it. This was my first cozy mystery series I've ever read. Um, I started reading, um, the Murder, She Baked ones, but I stopped. I didn't really like that. I've seen the movies. I just didn't really like the, the story. I, I like, I envision, you know, the characters as, um, who do in the movie, Hannah Swenson with blonde hair, um, but in the book, Hannah Swenson has orange hair, so, and, like, no, I don't. Anyway, um, but these, Prologue to Murder was so good, Murder by the Book was so good, and I'm reading Murder in the First Edition right now, and the next one is Proof of Murder, and the last one, I can't really remember right now, but it is supposed to be really good, and that comes out October 27th, 2020, so I'm excited. Thank you guys for listening, hope you all enjoyed, I, you should literally check out these books, um, I'm gonna read the back of the Prologue to Murder really quick. Um, so you guys can know what that one is, and then I'll read the back of Murder in the First Edition, so you know what that is either. Two, um, after a career working, working in rare books at the Boston Public 
library, Addie Grayborn is back in her seaside New England hometown, where unfortunately, murder is not so rare. Gossip columnists love a bold-faced name, but Miss Newsy at Grayborn Harbor's local paper seems to specialize in bald-faced lies. She's pointing at a finger... She pointed a finger of suspicion at Addie after librarian June Winslow never makes it home from a book club meeting. And when June is found at the bottom of a steep, steep flight of stairs, Addie's not the only one de only dealing with a busybody but a dead body. It's a good thing the guy she's dating is a police chief, but both, the, but both the case and her love life gets more complicated when a lanky, blonde reporter from Los Angeles shows up. She's trying her hardest to drive a wedge between the couple, as if Addie doesn't have enough problems dealing with angry townspeople. Despite all the rumors, Addie doesn't know what, know a thing about the murder, but she plans to find out. And the key may lie in a book about pirate legends that June published. Now she just has to hunt down the clues before she becomes a buried, buried treasure herself. That one, this one is, this one got my, got me boiling literally my nerve i was literally on my last nerve at the end of this like in the in the first page i was like are you like i don't know what page it was it was like in the first chapter i like are you kidding me like are you serious right now so stupid this uh you if you you read it you'll literally understand it's hmm because i want mark and eddie together but i don't know Love triangle happens in prologue to murder, though, so a lot of stuff. I was like, are you kidding me? I, like, in the end, I was like, I love love triangles, okay, but I hate them. Like, I hate them when I'm reading them. I hate reading love triangles because I want my character to be with someone else, you know? So that's what I do. I love writing them. I just don't like them. Um, <laughs> but murder in the first edition, I'm going to read that one now. Just so you know. Prologue to Murder, that one's a really good one. A lot of stuff happens in that one. It gets very deep. Um, Addie is, Addie gets hurt. So does Mark in this one. Um, I mean, like, hurt emotionally, not physically. Um, Addie, you know, she kind of gets hurt physically in the end, but you, you, you kind of realize why. But, um, the murderer was very, I didn't, re I didn't even figure, I didn't figure that out. I figured out who the other two people were because that was kind of obvious, but the two, the murderer who murdered June, you know, not so obvious. Okay, the last, the last one I have is m murder in, in the first edition. So Addie Grayborn is preparing for the holidays at her at her bookstore in Seaside, New England. But a winter storm is coming in more ways than one. Addie's getting into the spirit of the upcoming charity auction, especially since she's got an 1843 copy of Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol to donate. Her former colleagues at the Boston Public Library have confirmed that it's worth runs toward the high wing. Oh, it's worth toward the high figure, high five figures, which should help with the new pediatric wing. Her mood darkens, though, when a visitor from her past appears. Re appears. Jonathan Hemingway, the father of her late fiancé. His presence stirs up sad memories for Addie, but also her funny, fuming, but also has her fuming when Jonathan, true to his womanizing ways, runs off for a lunchtime liaison with Teresa Lang, who's in charge of the auction. Soon after, Addie has Teresa's office at the hospital and finds the poor woman's dead body. What she doesn't fi find is her valuable first edition. What sort of Scrooge would steal from a, from sick children and commit murder in the process? As a nor'easter bears down and a mystery emerges, 
about Jonathan, Jonathan's past, Addie must find out if she can appraise people's motives and characters as well as she's as she can appraise rare books. Good one. I cannot wait to read this one. I cannot wait. Anyway. Um, yeah. So that's pretty much it. Thank you guys for listening. Hope you all enjoyed. Hope you all check out these books. This is a Beyond the Page bookstore mystery series by Lauren Elliott. So check that out. The first book in the series is Murder by the Book. I don't think I did a very good job at reviewing. Actually, you know, reviewing is giving it a 10 out of 10. And I give it 11 out of 10. Um, it's really good. The first book, I feel like the writing's a little iffy. You know, some of the stuff doesn't make sense. But the second one really improves. So that's really good. Thank you guys for listening. Well, enjoy. Again, I can't see my door. Bye, buddy.